0: There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcast at DubaiEye1038.com.
0: And you're listening to Drive Live. I'm Natalie Lindo-Taylor. And alongside me is Rosanna Lockwood. Tim is away. We're talking technology.
1: Drive Live talks technology.
0: We have the real expert in the studio with us as well. Hello, Nick <laughs> <laughs> You know it's getting better. Don't try and well, pretend.
2: Well, we try. We try on on, on, uh, on this programme.
0: It's definitely getting better.
2: Well, your words are mine.
0: How how are you doing, Nick? Have you had any exciting Do developments this week?
2: No, but I, I'm hankering for a smoothie. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what Oh, to Nick.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so I, sp- I spent
2: the last 20 minutes of my uh, of my day actually because I was doing a really stressful video edit and then I finally finished it and I said, I need to unwind. So I got to YouTube and YouTube being YouTube and all the wonderful algorithms started recommending I watch street food prep. So I just ended up watching 20 minutes of street food and I'm really, really hungry. I so am can particularly we just blitz through this hungry. really quickly so, so I can, you can go, get, hum- yeah, go home I need and to get, go home get some, and some food? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, hungry and Nick, a, smoothie.
0: a hungry Nick is not a happy Nick. So we are going to start there. <laughs> We'll start off uh, talking smoothies.
1: Rubbish Kickstarters.
0: So, Nick, if you are a health conscious person, you might be interested in making a smoothie or two. And uh, we have come up with a gadget, Mm -hmm. or we are trying to fund the gadget that will make making (laughs) smoothies. All those very difficult things called smoothies that much easier.
2: Do you know what's funny is my definition of a smoothie is adding ice cream and ground up bits of chocolate. So <laughs> I think that's... That, that falls that's under milkshake. milkshake. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I was f- just trying to figure out like, that's not quite a smoothie, Nick. Sorry. Um, yeah, this is our rubbish starter for the week. It's Avazi. I like the name. It it's sounds, like Jazzy. It's, yeah, it sounds really like, OK, I really want to get into this. This sounds like a really good plan. But then you look at the video and you look at what the actual device is and you, and you think to yourself, no, this, this is not happening. Uh, it's the the world's first instant smoothie maker.
0: Now, for, correct me where I'm wrong. When I, Whenever I make a smoothie at yes. home, I have a blender. Okay. I put some juice in it, sometimes coconut water, put some fruit in it. And I thought that was an instant smoothie, but yeah. clearly I've been going You've wrong. You've been
2: doing it all wrong. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah.
0: Let's have a listen then to why what I'm doing is incorrect and why I need an Avazi instead.
1: You tell yourself you want to spend more time with the family, more time exercising, and more time eating healthy. I don't. You stock your kitchen with (laughs) fresh fruits and vegetables, but you simply don't have the time to prep healthy meals every day. All the food prep and cleaning and the time it takes to make a healthy smoothie just doesn't work anymore.
0: So, okay, Um, I don't want to eat more healthy. I like eating unhealthy foods and healthy foods. I Mm -hmm. don't mind that. But, I mean, what is wrong with just putting fruit in a blender? Here's
2: the thing, NLT. Um, we were talking about this uh, off air as well, is that, you You know, you, you have to be able to spend time with your family and your kids. And you aren't doing that because you're too busy making smoothies.
0: Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a real problem, Aisha. I mean, how much of your time? You're, you have two kids. How much of your time is spent
1: being dragged away from them making smoothies. Well, I do make quite a few smoothies and it wasn't until I saw this video that I realised how much I was neglecting my kids while I was doing that. How
2: how bad do you feel right now, (laughs) Aisha? The guilt
1: is laid on heavy. You know,
2: no smoothies can make up for that lost time. Such
1: a bad mother trying to put fresh fruit and vegetables into her children. Can you imagine? Mm.
2: How dare she? Can't even.
0: Well... (laughs) You know, I want to know what you think about this. Do you think that you're spending too much time away from the family making smoothies? <laughs> Text us for 001 uh, and let us know. Or you can use the messaging app. If you, um, If you think, though, okay, fair enough. I don't think it takes up too much time making smoothies, but maybe I hate the mess maybe they've got the solution.
1: Avazi gives you the freedom to make healthy meals without any prep work, loud, obnoxious blenders, and the best part, no cleanup. At Avazi, we came up with the ultimate health solution. Simple, elegant, and most importantly, convenient enough to make smoothies a daily healthy habit. Leaving time for the more important things in life. You see, at this point, they had me slightly hooked in the video because oh. I was thinking, we make a lot of smoothie- smoothies in my house <laughs> and always, you know, uh, chopping up melons and there's a lot of melon skins and rinds and banana skins. And I thought, instant smoothie. In my head, the way they described it, I was like, am I going to be able to just drop a banana wholesale in the top of the machine <laughs> and, and it's going it to skin it the banana for me it everything and everything. I, and I was like, yeah. tell me more. Yeah, not but, the case.
2: No, not the case. So the way Avazi works is... Um, you know, when you when you buy, you're not even you're not getting anything. You're just getting the machine. What you then have to do is using, it's obviously through their website only. Uh, you can choose what kind of smoothie you would like, and then they then source that smoothie mix out to various local cafes and restaurants, whatever, that can make a smoothie. And the smoothie is then vacuum-sealed into like a plastic packet and shipped to you with dry ice or <laughs> however they assume, you know, do it. Or you can step into a store and buy the ready frozen packet. And so then what you're going to do is you're going to store these frozen packets in your freezer. And when you feel, you know, you want a smoothie... You then take this frozen packet out of the freezer, you slip it into the avazi, and what the avazi essentially does is it warms up plates inside to basically defrost the smoothie, and then plates squeeze against the plastic to squeeze the smoothie out into a glass.
1: It's... The Nespresso coffee machine of the smoothie world—you got to buy the capsules to yeah. go in the smoothie maker. But you at have least, to buy these at Valdi least the sachets. Nespresso
2: is like—it's jazzy, you know. It's coffee. It's something you know you want to have that hot and freshly brewed. If you can't go to a coffee shop, whatever, a smoothie is like the is literally in the lowest rung of the ladder of the, of drinks <laughs> you need to be made, because I think this is, and even just looking at the video, the way it kind of pours out of the machine. Trust (laughs) me, that that does not look like something I want to put in my mouth willingly anyway.
1: NLT's face is a picture of confusion.
0: I know, because they... I mean, they're telling us that we need to spend more time with our families. If you have children and... Child A wanted a banana smoothie. Yeah. there is no way on this earth the other child is going to want the same one. So what? What do you do in between sachets? Do you still need to well, clean it? Or? You,
2: well, you basically have to finish uh, the first sachet being squeezed out. When that's done, you lift up the plastic and discard it. You put the second sachet in for whatever flavor you want. Let that warm up. So it can take anywhere between sixty-eight minutes for this machine to. Oh churn come out the on! Smoothie.
0: So it's telling me that I'm wasting too much time putting stuff in the blender. Yeah, and it's this is nonsense, Nick. It is. Are people it funding is. it?
2: Well, here's the thing, all right? Before we even get to the funding bit, how much would you pay for this miracle smoothie machine in Nothing, dollars? Nothing,
1: because it's stupid. <laughs> I
2: love you, NLT, today.
1: It's just, <laughs> she's got sass.
2: <laughs> what would you say? How much would you pay?
1: Oh, you'd be looking at, I'd buy it 100 dirhams max.
2: 100 dirh- So, oh, wow. So what is that? 20, 30 dollars or something yeah. you'd pay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So brace yourselves. Hold on to your desks and your chairs. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're selling it for an early word pricing of No, they are not. This is a joke, right? Just for the machine. This is a joke. So
0: essentially, it's a defroster of a smoothie sachet. (laughs) And it's $300. And it squeezes the packets
2: even. It's terrible. All right. So, regards to funding, they have 56 days to go. Um,. They want $330,000. For a
0: defroster. <laughs> make, well, for a defroster, to, essentially. Yeah,
2: pretty much. To make this happen. They have raised from three backers $600. Oh, come
0: so on. Far. Oh, so far.
2: So they have 56 days to go. This is redonkulous. If you want to have a listen at their video and have a look at this, it is Avazi, A V A W Z Y on kickstarter.com. Check it out. Yeah, $330,000 to want make to, a smoothie press. If
0: you want to Ooh. laugh at something then this is what you need to look at. But Nick, this is one of those projects where if they don't get all of the money, they don't get any of the money. So this isn't even a quick uh, making money um, quick scheme. You know, some of them you think...
2: This is terrible.
0: You think, okay, well, if they get some funding, you know... Dave maybe in Los Angeles wants to get his car fixed and it's going to cost him yeah. $400 and he puts yeah. together a video hoping to get some funding. Yeah, And he can use it for whatever. But this is one of those ones where if they don't make all the money, yeah. they don't get the funding. They don't get so,
2: anything, yeah. It, I mean, so let's hope nobody in their right mind would uh, would try and sponsor it. A, this
1: fil- a final note from a listener who's messaged in and said, uh, uh, no name, you lose all nutrients once fruit is, he said copped, but I think he means chopped, within 60 minutes, no nutrients. He's yeah. saying once you've packeted the uh, smoothie mix, make- mixture into yeah. those plastic sachets you're losing all the nutrients pretty
2: much most of it and and it's just it's just it's so convoluted way to make a smoothie I would much prefer um, if you're that lazy just get frozen fruit or pre-chopped fruit chuck it in your in your blender and blitz it and you're done that's literally all you have to do simple as that
0: Okay. So, Nick, are you buying a defroster for smoothies?
2: You know what? I think I'll pass. As much as I love smoothies, this is not the way to do it.
0: Rosanna, are you buying a a smoothie defroster? I'll pass on this too. Yeah. Okay. I thought as much. You're listening to Drive Live. I'm Natalie Lindo-Taylor. Rosanna Lockwood is here alongside me.
1: Drive Live talks technology.
0: We also have Nick Rago in the studio with us as well. Nick, very good evening, afternoon to you, rather. How are you? I'm good
2: I'm good. i'm I'm still hankering for a smoothie, so oh. There's that. A
0: defrosted smoothie, a you mean? A warm <laughs> smoothie. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, yeah. Oh, can you imagine a warm smoothie? Oh. It's just the worst.
0: No. Like, where what?
2: has that been all day? <laughs>
0: I can't imagine it at all. So, Nick, we have moved on from defrosted smoothies, hopefully, and we are going to move on to this. And I mentioned it a few minutes ago, um, and it's all about the fact that there is a programme, uh, the, the trialling uh, in Saudi Arabia, the Ministry of Health there, mm-hmm. and they want to use virtual reality to remove the fear of vaccinations for children because lots of parents find it a distressing time. Listen, but children I'm, too. I'm an
2: adult, but I'm still terrified of needles. So I would love to have this, basically. Um, yeah, it's a video that the uh, uh, Ministry of Health in Saudi Arabia put out on Twitter and it essentially shows... Um, uh, you know, kids at a doctor's office getting vaccinations and like screaming and really, really, you know, cranky and, and, you know, hating the side of the needle and everything. So what happens is the doctor puts on a special VR headset and in the headset, uh, when the child is wearing the headset, it's basically like an animated um, uh, sort of short film about some space explorers. And this captain says, okay, welcome on board. We're prepping for flight. Uh, and, you know, we need to first do a health check. So we're checking, you know, do your deep breathing, things like that. And then it's, uh, you know, the, the the VR application says, okay, now put your hand out. Our officer is going to check out your, your you know, blood pressure and things like that. or needs to give you uh, a quick injection to make sure mm. you're safe in space. And so while that's happening in VR, the doctor in real life is actually swabbing the child's arm and giving them a quick injection, and they're done. And, you know, in the video, you can see the child wins a little, but there's no screaming, there's no bawling. They're really happy because the VR program is basically, you know, giving them positive reinforcement and saying, well done, you know, you've passed the test, congratulations, Space Cadet. And, you know, the child takes off the VR headset and everybody's happy. It's really, really cool.
0: I think it sounds like such a good idea. You know, we we hear about virtual reality and VR and things that are sort of for fun, but this is a real practical use and application of it.
2: It is. And I think, you know, a lot of times people will look at VR and think it's mostly like a gimmick and it's something that doesn't have actual, you know, proper real real life uses. But this is exactly one of those scenarios where, you know, you've got somebody who's, um, you know, obviously in this case, kids, they're scared of needles and things like that. If you distract them with this and you make it more immersive where they don't really realize what's going on in the real world, it's it's a great tool to use. You know, there are some doctors that have used um, uh, VR headsets to sort of once once you've had a full body scan of a patient, they can use the VR scans to actually sort of in in the VR world, go into the patient's body and kind of zoom in and look at close-up of arteries and and nerve endings, and things like that, and kind of figure out, you know, why a patient is is, uh, suffering from certain symptoms. And, you know, these are just kind of some of the, initial applications of VR. And I think it really has a long way to go. But it's nice to see that in the medical field, at least there are more imaginative uses of VR sort of that are being adopted.
1: It's really super cool. And obviously children love anything uh, to do with the screens and, yes. you know, entertainment. <laughs> so I'd imagine most children would be happy to put a VR headset on. They wouldn't be scared of that. I think the next step would probably be um, getting some VR headsets for adults in the dentist. Would you wear one, NLT? Distract yourself if you're getting a root canal?
0: I would. Um, I've never had to have uh, that kind of invasive dental treatment, but I hear it's horrible. But Mm. the thing is, I often think something like the dentist. I've had a filling before and I don't like it. And I know that, that my mouth is numb. But hearing the noise, I associate the noise with the pain. And I think something that could block that out for me would be really helpful and would help me sort of stay calm. I mean, I know there's lots of fancy swanky dentists here in Dubai where, you you know, there's all kinds of you can watch TV or, you know, any shows that you like. But, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, Nick. We've had a couple of questions in for you. And um, I think if you want to ask Nick a question, by the way, we've got plenty of time. So text us for or if you have the Dubai i app, you can message us for free. Nick Astria's texted in and says, um, Do you have any suggestions for a good smart TV under 2000 dirham? A while ago, Nick, that question would have been laughable. Yeah. But it's not anymore because the prices of televisions are really coming down.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where when the initial um, tech came out and and people were getting really excited about new kinds of uh, TV technology, it was really expensive. You couldn't get a decent TV. I remember buying my 32-inch TV for about 3,500 dirhams Mm. back in the day, like years and years and years ago. And now you can get them for literally less than 600 dirhams. So it's pretty crazy. Um, So yeah, so if you're looking for a good deal, uh, I'm on Sook at the moment uh, just looking at pricing. You can easily get a, um, if you're looking for a smart TV, you can get something from LG. It's 43 inches, it's uh, full HD, uh, not 4K, so you can get it for about 1,100 dirhams. If you are looking for a non uh, smart TV, again with LG, you can get a 49 inch TV for about 1,300 dirhams. There are definitely also models available from Samsung. Um, you can get again a 49 inch full, e- full HD TV for 1,300. So there are a good uh, selections available. Definitely, I think keep your search between Samsung and LG because they would get some, uh, some good prices there um, for that kind of budget. You can get easily a 43-inch smart TV uh, 4K from LG again on soupcom for 1400 dirham. Uh The model is the 43UJ651V. And I will text you back that model as well if you'd like to look it up on Sook.com. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm I'm hooked on that. I'm listening very closely because I've got an old Panasonic television. We actually shipped with us here to Dubai, and it's probably about ten years old now, but it's still going really strong. And I actually don't like HD televisions, so I'm slightly put off. I don't know where to begin because I think HD kind of takes the movie magic away. You get that you lose that kind of sheen that you get with the. Oh no, I do you do
0: like HD? I love it. I love um watching things on you know streaming things like Netflix or Amazon Prime, and you can see the pause on people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh you are normal then yeah, you know you want d- this perfect Hollywood
1: actor or actress you know you have flaws just like the rest of us I quite like that the equalizing factor. It was really good that Astria um, sent us that message, in fact, because we were going to look at this story today, Nick, on Sony's got a new range of TVs and they've got a Netflix mode built in. Yeah, this is uh,
2: something really cool. and I think they're one of the first kind of people that are going to be doing it, where they have a special mode, a color mode on the TV, where when you're watching Netflix, you can activate it. And the TV basically configures the color gamut and all the settings sort of very close to what the original Netflix uh, show was shot in, so you get that exact sort of color reproduction—the darks, the hues, everything, blacks—all of it is as accurate as possible. And I think uh, when you're looking at 4K TVs and HDR TVs and 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 uh, the content that's available on Netflix, some of the quality and clarity of the colors is very important, especially if you're watching things like nature documentaries or things around food. You want to be able to see every single, you know, uh, a bit of water vapor on a on a on a on a dish or. Every single raindrop on a leaf in a rainforest somewhere so you know this is a really cool move for Sony and I think it's it's just kind of the first step I think a lot of people spend a lot spend little to no time configuring their color settings in a TV once they get a TV they just imagine that okay it's great out of the box I don't have to worry about it but I think if you spend a bit of time tinkering with the settings and kind of uh, you know figuring out what looks best with your lighting in your apartment and things like that you really can make the colors pop a lot more and you make your viewing experience a lot more enjoyable as well.
0: Astrid's text back after you answered that question, so lovely Nick, uh, about the TVs, because there, there were quite a lot of options there that you gave out. Yeah, so. I'm going to
2: text you back Astria, with the model that I, I would go for personally, so do worry.
0: Um, somebody else has texted in for you, Rosanna it says, um, you are so right on the HD and your
1: dislike, cheers um, Ravi, who still loves uh, his plasma so, Ravi, I'm with you, I just think it, it, you can almost see the sets wobble you know, you can see the. it looks like you're watching a, a dodgy episode of a 1980 soap opera sometimes when oh, you're watching you know, a billion dollar movie blockbuster I'm not into HD at all but maybe I'll change And
0: Nick, we have another question here for you from Omid. It says, what do you think of the upcoming Note 9 and why would it be so expensive?
2: Yeah, so we're looking at a cost for the Note 9 to be around $1,000. And I think this is quite pricey for an Android smartphone. And and to be honest, we're still waiting for a couple more days for Samsung to officially unveil it on August 9th. And we'll be covering it live on TechRadar.com. But, you know, before that actually happens, it's all just speculation. We're obviously looking at a premium smartphone with a large screen, the you know the S Pen, lots of powers. And, you know, there's going to be tech like possibly an, an in-screen fingerprint sensor. So you won't need to press a mm-hmm. button you basically just hold down on the screen and the screen will unlock automatically so there's a lot of tech that Samsung is packing into uh, the Note 9 and I think with that kind of amount of tech crammed in you are going to be expecting a bump in price now whether or not it's going to justify a thousand dollar price tag remains to be seen depending on what Samsung unveils but yeah this is the price you pay when it comes to new tech the Note brand for Samsung is a very popular brand because a Mm -hmm. lot of people like that kind of larger screen real estate using the pen using the stylus to make notes to do creative things like that so you are, you are going to be paying a premium price for this because this is one of Samsung's flagship products.
0: I guess as well. You know, the thing is, if you don't want to spend that kind of money on phones, you don't have to. Yeah. And I mean, there
2: are plenty of great Android phones out there in the market. You don't even need to get the Note series. You can just go stick with the Galaxy series as well and be equally happy with it.
0: And we are talking smartphones. And this is an interesting story, Nick, that you've picked up on France. I love the story. Uh, Banning smartphones in schools. Lots of parents probably listening to this thinking, surely they can extend that here, please. (laughs) Uh, I wonder, though, um, you know, how parents do feel about it. I know uh, some of my friends teach in in secondary schools and there are rules that your phone's not allowed to be out in class. But each school seems to have a very different policy. Uh, I wonder how parents would feel about, you, you know, a blanket ban on them. Across the UAE,
2: yeah, I mean, in in France, what they're doing is they're basically saying that you can't use it, um, uh, sort of on campus or during school hours. It has to be switched off or basically in in uh, in airplane mode. And you can you can use it obviously outside of school hours and when you you know you're waiting for your parents to get to pick you up and things like that. Mm. But basically, they're finding that you know mobile phones are a huge distraction in the classroom. People are texting during. Uh, during classes and things like that or even in between classes and so it's just kind of come into effect and I think you know it is uh, you know when we were in, in when I was in school obviously you know we didn't have mobile phones and things like that so when we needed to contact our parents we'd have to walk down to a phone booth stick a phone card in there hope you had credit and call them up on a landline it's you know it's it's a very different uh, age these days but I think a lot of the times you know kids are being distracted by these devices and if the, the French, uh, French are saying that this is something that we need to removed from our schools, then so be it. Now, whether or not it's going to be um, adopted by other countries or especially here in the UE remains to be seen. I think personally it's a good idea because I think I've had I've had friends who are teachers here and they say, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll catch students slightly texting each other within the class and it's just, it's so disrespectful and so distracting. So you never know if it'll come to the UE as well.
0: If I was a teacher, I'd call up my good friend, Nick Rago from Tech Radar and yeah. <laughs> say, is there any way I can jam the signal just in my classroom?
2: Yeah, but let us know, let us know on the text line 4001 or free via the Dubai Eye app. Would you uh, would you be willing to have uh, a blanket ban on smartphones in your child's school? Let us know four zero zero one or free via the Dubai i messaging app.
0: Quinton's joined in on the HD television debate. Quinton refuses to watch any content yes. that is not in HD. Oh. I will change channels if it's not an HD channel. So oh. there you go, opposing <laughs> views. Fight, fight, fight. Keep us posted on your feelings about HD. Two our guest. On Drive Live Talks technology is, of course, Nick Rago from Tech Radar. And, Nick, we've got a fan that's just texted, actually. Uh, it's um, someone that just says, uh, Hi, Nick. I've been following Tech Radar from when it was tea break here, and um, he's a big fan. So, Nick. Uh, no name on it, but yeah, someone that's been I've a fan. not paid
2: for this endorsement. I'm just, I just feel I have to clarify this. <laughs> <He's> not, <laughs> I, this it's not me secretly texting another the desk. <laughs> I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna ring the number in a few minutes' time and find out if Nick, if Nick's phone starts going, then it's is there any silence. relation of yours, Nick? <laughs> Anything like that?
2: No, I can either confirm or deny these these vicious rumours on air.
0: Okay, let's move on, Nick, because you've got a few more things that you found yes. for us. Um This is about Nokia. We were just talking about uh, phones, actually, when we were talking about the Note 9. This is sort of the opposite end of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, if you're in the market for a phone that kind of does the bare minimum, it can basically install apps, take a couple of photos, you can make and receive phone calls, check your WhatsApp, things like that. This is the phone for you. It's the Nokia 2.1, which was unveiled earlier this year. It's now coming to the UEE, and any ganders what the what the price is going to be for this thing?
1: I think you're going to surprise us and say it's very, very low and affordable. I'm going to go Ooh. 200 dirhams
2: 200 dirhams Okay And LT any, any guesses What you would pay For this phone?
0: I think it might Even be cheaper than that
2: Ooh, Ooh. Okay it's not Cheaper than that
0: Okay Maybe 300 then, you've given me a clue.
2: Not bad, but 389 dirhams.
1: That's, and would it be classed as a smartphone?
2: So, I mean, they're basically calling it a smartphone, but it's something that's powered by lower specs, so it's not going to be as zippy and as fast as some of the higher-end smartphones you'd have in the market. But it does run uh, a version of, of Android, so it isn't a feature phone, it is a smartphone because it is running uh, Android. But yeah, it, it's got a 4000 milliamp battery, it's got one gigs of RAM, uh, a Snapdragon Processor, an eight megapixel rear camera, and there is only eight gigabytes of built in storage, but you can plug in a micro SD card to get more space. But I mean, it's it's a decent phone. If you want something that kind of does the ins and outs of a smartphone, this is a really good deal to get. And I think, you know, backed by the Nokia brand and running Android, you can't go, you know, wrong with this kind of phone.
1: I can see that becoming very popular here, in yeah. fact, especially, yeah. you know, uh, amongst all, uh, you know, lots of different adults would want that, but also teenagers. Great thing if you've got, you know, a young uh, sort of teenager who's demanding that you get them a phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, for th- for one thing, don't get don't them one in. if don't they're demanding yeah. one. Uh, but if it's, you know, their birthday or something, you want to treat them, this yeah. is an affordable phone. You don't have to, you know, shell out $700 or however much an iPhone is these days.
2: Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people here in the Wii um, currently use feature phones from Nokia where, you know, it's the same kind of uh, price bracket, but can't necessarily install the latest apps or games and things like that, this is a great jump for them because you'd be yeah. able to get, you know, slightly better resolution, um, front-facing photos and, and rear-facing uh, uh, photos, but also the ability to install more demanding apps, expand with microSD uh, card storage. So it is a kind of good move if you have a feature phone from Nokia and you want to jump back into the Android ecosystem. This is a good phone to start with at 389 dirhams
0: okay Nick we've had another question for you no name on this but they ask Nick is it worth buying the Nintendo Switch
2: if you have a family yes it is a fun little device if you Mm. have long um, metro rides and things like that or you travel a lot and you want a bit of entertainment on the go there is a lot of fun you can have with Nintendo Switch whether it's Mario Kart or uh, Mario Odyssey or any of the great games uh, Skyrim and things like that there are a lot of cool games you get on the Nintendo Switch if you have a family it's a great device because you can get multiple controllers you can just play it on the Switch itself if you're like a poolside somewhere or you can connect it to the tv and play it on the big screen so it is a really cool device to have so i would recommend if you are looking at getting a switch look for some of the bundles because you can get extra controllers and extra games with it so shop around look online or look at some of the stores here car four gk games or virgin megastore and uh, you'll be sure to get a good bundle somewhere
0: Okay, let's fly through these questions very quickly. Uh, One parent's texted and said yes to banning mobile phones in schools. Children spend too much time anyway outside schools on them, so there's no need to have it in class. It's a great initiative and I hope Dubai will adopt. Don's texting and says, great show. Question for Nick. Any recommendation of an app to limit screen time for teens? Uh, Their their teen, um, Tony rather, says they have, their teen has an Apple phone.
2: Perfect. So Tony, so what's going to happen is in the upcoming iOS update, you will have uh, stronger parental controls. So it it will, once you've added your child to your uh, Apple. Uh, I think it's the Apple iCloud Family Account. Once you've integrated that, then it'll allow you to basically see when uh, your kids are using their devices the most, what apps are using the most, and you'll be able to limit when they uh, when they basically need to have things like notifications or whether they can unlock their phones. So you'll just have to wait until the upcoming iOS update comes out, and then you'll have stronger controls over your uh, kids' devices.
1: How does that work, that family control thing? Because you, I, I think a lot of teens would think about hacking their way around it, to
2: be honest. Yeah, it's not that easy because you need to have, obviously, once you've uh, sort of bound a, uh, a kid's account to the sort of master Apple account, you will then need either the password or the person's fingerprint to unlock that uh, that device. So it's not something you can easily um, circumvent. So I think, you know, when parents adopt this and they add their devices to the family account, then it's pretty much in there until the parent or whoever's in charge of the account then takes that out as well
1: interesting Can it stop future like sort of additional app downloads as well so say you've limited your chance yeah, time on yeah. Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and then they think well you know what I'm gonna get Twitter and waste yeah. my time there instead <laughs> yeah
2: you can you can you can log all kinds of things you can you can stop them from downloading any apps in the app store you can limit uh, mm. certain kinds of apps if say for example you want WhatsApp to be restricted so it's only going to uh Allow you to message them. You can do that. So there are a number of things. So that that Apple have looked at with iOS 12, iOS twelve. So yeah, wait for the update to come out soon, and then once it's live, you can go ahead and uh, yeah, lock down on your kids' phones and monitor them.
0: And very briefly, final story. Business printers, uh, ten thousand dollars to break them. Am I reading <laughs> that correctly, Nick? You
2: are, okay, but don't think physically break them. Oh. So, so don't go out into the hallway and you know, let let I loose was, on the printer. Because Tim
0: and I went to the smash <laughs> room and I had so much fun. Yeah, no. I was like, if someone wants to pay me to do that, I am one hundred percent there. No,
2: not quite. So this oh. is HP is putting out a little thing where if you are able to uh, hack or find bugs in the biz- business printer software, you could be awarded legitimately with up to ten thousand dollars. So they're basically looking at ways to clamp down on their business projector on their printers, so that you know outside um, illegal hacking and things like that can't be done. So if you find a way to get through the HP security or get through network security uh, legally, then HP will look into it. And if it is something that is basically a flaw or that they've overlooked, they will reward people with up to ten thousand dollars, which is pretty cool.
0: That's absolutely crazy, isn't it? It yeah. is, but I like the idea of doing Dead it. Smashing go in on. NLT. I know, I thought I was going to get to hit the stuff. <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed, but no. an interesting story nonetheless. Oh. That's it. That's all we've got time for for Drive Live Talks Technology for this week. Big Fun thank show. you to you, Nick. Yes.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Always See you next week.
0: lovely to have you. I'll go and get my yes. smoothie now. Oh, yeah. Go and defrost your <laughs> smoothie with your machine that costs you 1,500 dirham to it's defrost it. it. Yeah. Who knows? Thank you so much, Nick.